0: Astros baseball is brought to you by Ram shirts. Ram shirts offers custom printed and embroidered apparel. They offer direct to garment printing for small runs and screen printing for larger runs. Follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Ram shirts. Go to Ramshirts.com for all your custom apparel needs. Welcome to Astros baseball, a podcast by a fan for the fans of the Houston Astros. Here's your host, Rob Fontenot. another episode of the Astros Baseball Podcast. Sitting in for your host Rob, I am Third Coast Tom. Find me on Twitter at Third Coast Tom. And tonight we will take this opportunity to to recap what was opening day baseball, opening weekend baseball. Uh, Your Houston Astros faced off against the Anaheim Angels for a four-game set. And I got to say... The Astros went and did exactly what we thought they would do. Opening day uh, didn't work exactly how we thought it would. We always hoped for Justin Verlander to be on the mound as long as he's in an Astros uniform, but due to wanting to take some extra time to make sure that he got all the rest he needed coming off of Tommy John, he opted to start Game Three. So we got a pretty good uh, Plan B. Framber Valdez, Valdez towed the rubber, and there's nothing like opening day. It's just a whole different. It should be should be a holiday. It absolutely should be a holiday. Uh, watch the game. Love the, uh, the the flyby that they do. Love the flags. Uh, just a little side note: uh, they flew by a C-17 out of March Air Force Base. Kind of a special thing for me. I was an Air Force hydraulic mechanic on. A plane very similar to C seventeen another heavy, so normally you're used to seeing you know fighters fly over and they should uh, absolutely it's 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 what should be done but for the for the guys that work on the big planes you know the refuelers the cargo planes stuff like that to see them do a flyover with C seventeen pretty stinking cool, so, but back to baseball. Framber faced off against Shohei Ohtani, Ohtani cover boy of MLB the show. Clearly, you know, the darling of last season, and rightfully so, the guy I can hit out of this world. He's also a pretty darn good pitcher in his own right. So it was going to be a matchup that probably, if, if you were betting on it, you know, the A's might have had, or the Angels, I'm sorry, might have had a slight betting favor because they're at home. They got the reigning MVP on the mound. They're returning another MVP in Mike Trout. And they just, you know, they were healthy. The, the, the knock on this team is normally they're not healthy, and that's why they don't win. So they were healthy. They had Rendon back, uh, their third baseman, that is also a very good hitter in his own right. But it wasn't enough. Framber pitched amazing. He went six and two-thirds, really looked dominant, you know, had a, had a, had a demeanor about him, had a swagger uh stocked the mound, circled it after after strikeouts, you know, when he needed to take a rest. Looked totally in control. Didn't necessarily have the best control with his with his pitch selection, but with a 70% or coming off a season in which he had a 70% ground ball rate, whenever he needed to get that ground ball, he was able to do so and limited the Angels hitters to one run on four hits. Meanwhile, the Astros who you you didn't know what you were gonna get, uh, as as far as production because you took Carlos Correa out of that lineup and that's just one big bat that's a big RPI producer. Then you look and you have some of the guys like Alex Bregman that, that have been you know typically slow starters. Tucker he's he's shown to be a slow starter at times, but they were able to get enough out of this lineup. Bregman uh, was able to. His first home run of the season, which everybody expects that it's going to be on Alex Bregman to really pick up the load uh, left by Carlos Correa, both off the field and on. So for him to lead off with his bat uh, the first game of the season, it was really, really something that that's going to be really critical for this team to be really successful. You know what you're going to get out of Altuve. You know what you're going to get out of Brantley. And, and don't get me wrong. You know what you're going to get out of Bregman, too. But the leadership aspect, I think, is going to be really critical, really huge for these guys. And if he can have that sort of a season, I think I think Alex would be vocal regardless. But I feel like even with like Correa, you always felt like you heard him more when he was swinging the bat well, when he was making those amazing defensive plays. Speaking of defense, Bregman was able to show off that he's over his injuries, made a sparkling defensive play, uh, a little dribbler along the third base line was able to gun his man down. And then also with his legs, he was able to uh, leg out uh, uh, a bang bang type situation. And then he had one that was, was also like a bang bang situation where, you know, the call didn't go his way, but really moving down the line, which is really, really critical. If you feel like he's healthy, if you feel like he's back to being 2017 Bregman, 2018 Bregman, when, you know, he was holding four fingers out, you know, because you probably should have walked him because he was either, you know, knocking in runs or, you know, hitting the ball of the park. Jeremy Pena, he's the guy that, you know, the Astros feel is the, the heir apparent to Carlos Correa. You know, filling some pretty big shoes. Uh, myself, I felt like I didn't think he needed to do much. He just needed to be solid. And day one, he was definitely that. He uh, didn't do it with the bat. Uh, he was he was over four with two Ks, not anything you know to write home about at all. But defensively, he was solid, and he had an issue. I believe it was in the fifth or sixth inning, where uh, he had a ball hit at him, and he, he he was given an error on one of those plays where the guy just made a really good a really good play, legging out uh, a slowly hit infield ground ball. Normally. You would, you would think that that guy would maybe shy away, you know, the moment getting kind of big. Ball comes and finds him. He makes a double play shortly thereafter, gets him out of the inning, and they ended up winning the game. So I think he was really solid in his first start uh, defensively, which I think for this team that was going to be the critical thing that he needed to be. He needed to be able to – you know, just be just be average with the bat. If he was anything more than that, it was going to be gravy. Game two, we got Jake Odorizzi. Much is made about Jake, and and not everybody loves him because let's be honest, he's had some bad starts in an Astros uniform. He's not been the guy that we thought we were getting out of Minnesota. But uh, I think you know he didn't have a full he didn't have a full off season last year. I think it was it was it was tough to try to get him going. So fast forward to this season and I think he's had, you know, somewhat of a full off season obviously. No one had a full spring training. But he was able to pitch well. Uh I believe that it also helped that the Astros were able to score 13 runs, but uh I'm not mad at his pitching performance. He only went 4 innings, gave up 6 hits, Two earned runs, two strikeouts, nothing to write home about. But he's he's really going to be an innings eater for this team. I feel like he's going to be somebody that's going to pitch somewhere between 150 200 innings. He's probably not going to have a record that you're going to you know tell everybody, oh my God, this Jacob Arizzi. But you need guys like that on this on, on a team to be able to do that for you, so you're not destroying your bullpen. So you know you're having the flexibility with the rotation. Uh, I feel like right now the Astros have maybe six starters at their disposal at any one time. So him being one of those guys that can really eat innings for them is, is going to be critical down the stretch, especially while we figure out what's going on with Lance, you know, how we have to monitor what you want to do with Jake Verlander coming off the Tommy John. But like I said, they scored 13 runs. They get the cover off the ball. Alex Breckman hit another home run. So if you were watching, you know, two games in, Alex Bregman was on pace to hit 162 home runs. Now, the only person that could possibly stop that would be Dusty Baker, who decides to give him the day off the next day. But uh, you got you got good performances up and down the lineup, and I spoke about uh, Jeremy Pena and his ability to you know do anything with the bat. He went three for five, uh, had his first RBI, and. What was really awesome, like a really, really cool uh, moment, he had his parents um, at the game. And it was one of those things where, you know, they 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 find the young kid or whatever, and his parents are in the crowd, so they go interview him. So the, the game was on Apple TV. Really tough for some people to see. I, I found it, no problem. But the story was is that a lot of people weren't able to watch it. They were having issues with Apple TV. So they're interviewing Peña's parents. uh, I believe his father's name is Geronimo, and I can't remember mom's name, but but I need to learn it. And they're interviewing them, and they're just so happy. And then they flash really quick to Jeremy, and he drives one to left, and hits his first major league home run while his parents are being interviewed. Really, really cool story. One of those you know cool moments that doesn't happen often. So what I took from that is. This kid might be really something special. Uh, we always knew that we were going to depend on his defense to be solid, or at least myself anyway. But if he's going to be able to do this with the bat as well, that kind of production is is, is going to be you know found gold. And for a team like this that already you know has guys like Alvarez and Bregman and Brantley and Altuve to to produce, when you get production up and down the lineup, it just becomes you know, 2017 Astros where there's no holes and and, and you really don't know where you're going to get a break. So the Astros were able to win that game 13-6. to six. They scored eight runs in the seventh inning. They just really dominate them in, in, in all aspects. The following day, much anticipated, Justin Verlander day. And you just didn't know what you were going to get. It was also a premier matchup. Uh, the Angels sent Noah Syndergaard to the mound which that was his first start in Angel's uniform. And I'm a big fan of, of Thor, uh, not just the Marvel character, but the pitcher too. So he, he was coming off some injuries too. So it was going to be in, it's just interesting to see how well he performed. But uh, we're Astros fans first here. So Justin came out. He came out strong, fastball sitting around 95, had good movement, was getting strikeouts. At one point in time, he had strikeouts to end each of like the first five innings, I believe. Unfortunately, uh, it's the same song and dance with Justin Verlander. He tends to not get a whole lot of run support. And like I made mention earlier, Bregman had the night off. So the lineup looked a little weird. Uh, Dusty opted to put Nico Goodrum in the three hole. I guess not to disturb the left, right, left, right uh, nature of the, the lineup. And it just made it really funky. You had Altuve, Brantley, Goodrum, Alvarez, then Diaz, then Tucker, Pena, and Castro to round up the lineup. And I just felt like they never got traction. They never got footing. And they only managed two hits. Uh, So when you don't hit the ball, can't score runs, probably not going to win a baseball game. So uh, Verlander was, again, the tough luck loss. He only gave up one run over five innings, striking out seven, walking three. But it was just really good to see him back on the mound. It had been 624 days. And for Astros fans, that's, that's a long time to go, go without your Cy Young uh, ace of the staff. So the Angels were able to pull that out with a couple of uh, runs due to a home run from Jared Walsh and Mike Trout. Uh, Mike Trout, I mean, we, we kind of expect it from him. But Walsh uh, was able to jump on Verlander and kind of ambush him a little bit. So, moving on to the following game, we had the finale of the series. And it was one of those games that probably could have went either way. Jose Urquidy took them out for the Strohs. And I believe his name is Jose Suarez. Jose Suarez it is. Jose Suarez took the mound for the Angels. I had never heard of the guy, uh, so I was kind of interested to see what he would do. The Astros were able to put four runs up and did enough to get the win. Burkidi was solid, five innings, one run ball. He gave up four hits, had two strikeouts. Again, nothing, nothing crazy, no flashy numbers, just solid. Bregman was back in the lineup. Uh, another interesting lineup by Dusty, though he ran Siri out leadoff, Pena in the two hole, Bregman, Alvarez, Diaz, Tucker, McCormick, Goodrum, and Machete Machado. Uh, he felt like Altuve needed a day off this this time around, which was was really interesting because when they asked him, you know, what made you you know need to give Jose Altuve a day off, he goes ah. I was just laying in bed and I woke up and I was like, you know what? Maybe today'd be a good day to rest Jose. Which Dusty's been in the game for 50 years. When when he's been in that long, he can pretty much say and do whatever he wants. But it's still pretty interesting that he decided that he felt that Jose needed the day off to try to uh, to try to get his mind right cuz he had been struggling a little bit and he hasn't really come out of the gates flying. Uh, His batting average is not great. I do believe that of all the guys on the the, the roster, of all the guys on the team, he's literally the last guy I'm worried about. Like, Jose Altuve is going to figure out. I mean, his average right now is .083, and he's got a 4.87 OPS. So, clearly, if it was anybody else, we'd probably be hitting the panic button. Jose, I think he's earned the respect of everybody that he'll figure it out. He's had 200 hit years multiple times. I I think he'll be just fine. But back to the game, uh, Phil Maton pitched an inning. Um, He's just just been everything we could have ever wanted out of a reliever. Had two strikeouts, one walk. Uh, Some of the guys that I would not have thought were going to be key contributors going into the season, Rafael Montero. He, he's been really, really good out of the bullpen so far, as well as Hector Neris, somebody that the Astros picked up right before the lockout. Presley came in to close it down, get his second save of the year. His velocity is not where you would want it, but I believe that he's still the guy that we need him to be. He's still the closer that, you know, is an all-star caliber closer. So I don't think I'm worried about him. The one negative out of the weekend, if I had to come up with a negative, obviously they did win all the games. That would have been that would have been great. But uh, Pedro Baez, Pedro Baez was supposedly the the prize free agent signing of two years ago. And he came in injured. And all he's done since then is watch his velocity slowly dip, 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 dip to where I believe he's like he's like maxing out at like 89 miles an hour. If he was some sort of crafty veteran, you know, with a lot of movement, I'd probably be okay with that. But the fact that he doesn't really pitch to that to that strength, watching him was just scary. And I don't know with a with a roster this well constructed, you know, with a lineup that's that's so potent, and now with a bullpen that's so strong that when you see somebody glaring like that, especially when you look at Sugarland, they've got some, they've got some arms. Uh, down there in sugar land that I think could absolutely go right back into that spot. Josh James is part of that Hunter Brown, a prize prospect is down there to name a few. And I totally believe that the leash on Pedro bias should be incredibly short because he hasn't looked good. And there's no reason. There's no reason to keep running him out there. Granted they the, the game that he pitched uh the game was, was a blowout and it was, it was, it was out of hand by that point, but those are runs you don't want to give up. Uh, so uh, you don't want your you don't want your reliever to come in ever and and put men on base. So to see him do that, he only went two thirds of an inning. Definitely something to monitor going forward. But that being said, the Astros are off are off to a great start, three and one. If I'd have told you going into the season, the first four games they're going to take three out of four from the Angels in their ballpark. You probably take that nine times out of 10. Uh, I know, I know Houston, we have high standards, but I'm never going to be mad with series wins. The more series they're going to win, the better chance they're going to be in a position to do what we want to do. And that's get back to the postseason, get back to the world series. And I'm just really looking forward to seeing baseball back uh, in, in full force. For me, you know, this is, this is like, this is like Christmas, the best time of the year. You know, the boys of summer coming out, you know, going out, getting to the ballpark, getting a cold beer and a hot dog. You know, it's it's I'm, I'm going to be at the game on Wednesday. Look, looking forward to being in as many games as I can. So with that being said, I'm going to close up the show. I appreciate y'all taking the time. Come check us out. And this has been the Astros baseball podcast. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when there's a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Fontenot. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th.